Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you really think it is wise to continue putting these people before yourself when the benefit of your relationship with them is the fact that you don't know your worth, is the fact that you lack boundaries? Does this person pour into you? No. So why do you feel a sense of obligation to pour into them? It might be tempting for you to say, oh, yeah, they're just a bad person. Yeah, they always try to manipulate me. They always try to guilt trip me. They don't do anything for me. Yeah, I don't really trust this person. Yeah, da, 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 da. My question to you is why are you keeping space for that person in your life? More often than not, people consider the consequences of their decisions before they do it. They just knew that you would not do anything about it. So you sit in here um, wondering whether or not you should keep this person in your life. You sit in there wondering whether or not I should forgive them and and give them another chance. They knew, a lot of times, they knew that you were exactly the person that they could play with because they knew they would get away with it. Because your self-esteem, your self-concept, you don't think highly enough of yourself for people to know that you are not the one to play with. And some people can already tell based on how much you overextend yourself, based on the fact that you don't consider what you have going on, they already know that you are a first resort for every minor inconvenience or every time they want to play games, but they want somebody to accept their nonsense and they want somebody to always run back to. They know that person is you because you let them. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. In today's episode we are going to talk about something that I alluded to last week on the whole topic of putting yourself first and making sure your cup is filled before you start pouring into other people. And I feel like I've said this many times, like maybe briefly, and I think I've even given like a whole different perspective on another episode, but let me just make this disclaimer first. I am not saying that you should not help people or you, I'm not saying don't help people. I'm not saying don't help people. I'm not saying put yourself first at the expense of people intentionally per se. I mean, sometimes it's necessary, but that's I'll leave that to your discretion. But I am not saying don't help people at all, okay? I am just saying to check in with yourself before you start offering your time, effort, and energy to other people. In the last episode, I said that I often, or I have to have an executive meeting, quote-unquote, with myself before I offer help to anybody. And what I mean, I'll explain it again, is... 
I can sit and listen to people talk about things that they might need or complain about things or, you know, like when people start talking about a tough situation or something and naturally, if you're a helpful person, the automatic response in your mind would be to offer help in some way, shape or form, right? And I used to be the type of person that would do that immediately right then and there in the conversation. And it was just like automatic. Like I just wanted to help people so much. It's like, oh, you need help? Let me offer, right? But I never checked in with myself. And that was really because I I, <laughs> I lacked boundaries. But that's um no longer the case. But I can listen to people talk about something, whether it's serious or not, that is a source of frustration in their life. And I will listen attentively and everything, you know, share my thoughts if necessary, if you ask, if you care. Or I will engage in that conversation. I will allow you to vent, whatever. But I never, nowadays, I never offer help right then and there. Because I need to have an executive meeting with myself before I do that. What I mean by that is I need to check in with myself and make sure that I am actually able to do that, whatever the commitment is, I'm actually able to do that and show up for you in an, in an authentic way that won't necessarily put a dent in whatever I have going on right? Because I've done that many times before. Like, it's so easy to offer help and like, whether it's in a big way or a little way to people you care about or don't care about. And you think it's noble, you think it's the right thing to do. But then when it comes down to help helping the person, when it comes time to, you know, honor your commitment, you realize that it would actually be a stretch for you to help or to serve them in this way. Or sometimes the day comes and you don't feel like doing it. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good excuse, but the reason for you not feeling like doing it could be a good excuse. For example, I remember a time I went to St. Lucia for a month last year. And when I, I think... Before Either before I left or while I was on the trip, before I got back to Atlanta, one of my friends were moving and I offered to help immediately because I have moved a lot and I know how stressful the process can be. So I was like, yeah, if I can do anything to help, absolutely. So I offered, I was like, yeah, I'll absolutely help you. Mind you, I probably got back from a month-long trip on Friday and I said I would help her the next day do you see how crazy that sounds but to me in the moment I was like absolutely I will help my friend immediately yes but when it came time to do it I didn't feel like doing it and it's not because I just didn't feel like doing it it's because I literally just got back from being away for a whole month and I was tired right like I had to adjust I gave my time I gave myself no time to relax so I was exhausted. And fortunately, at that point in time, when it came down to communicate, or when it came down for me to take action, I didn't do what the former version of myself would have done at the time, which was do it anyway and stretch myself extremely thin until I almost break. But instead, I had already gotten to a point where I felt comfortable communicating that I am actually not going to be able to honor this commitment. And she was very understanding and she was like, I don't even know why you said you would, like you just got back, blah, blah, blah. And she had other help. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a terrible turnout. It's not like she was depending on me that much, right? But that's just an example of when you maybe don't feel like doing something and it's like a valid reason, right? Because some people will commit and they just they just feel like sleeping or something or they just change their mind. That's not necessarily valid. 
but I digress. So the point I'm trying to make is you need to think before you commit to something. You need to think before you agree to help people with stuff. You need to think before you agree to put yourself on the line in a way where people are now depending on you for something very serious because you volunteered, but you never checked with yourself to make sure that this was actually feasible for you, that you actually had the capacity to do this. That is what this episode is about. It's not me saying don't help people. It's not me saying just be selfish and always cater to your needs at the expense of others. No, it's about literally checking in with yourself, either stepping away from the situation to really assess whether you can or can't, or being able to do it on the spot with just having your circumstances in mind before you agree to commit to something or to help somebody with something. I'm at a point in my life right now where you literally cannot guilt trip me or manipulate me into overextending myself to help you, to help you or anybody. I am so serious. Now, it wasn't always like that. I just told y'all there were points in time where I lacked boundaries and I would be too eager to help without checking on my own situation. But I realized how it wasn't serving me. I realized how I was stretching myself too thin and honoring, uh, and honoring commitments that weren't aligned with what I was trying to do or they just put me in a bad place at the end of me helping whoever, right? And fortunately, or at least for me, I guess, it came down to just having developing my self-respect and my self-esteem and understanding that I am worth being helped. I am worth, you know, being happy, being comfortable, etc., etc. And, you know, like all of that stuff, I had to just see that, you know, I am worth putting myself first. That's what it comes down to. A lot of people just don't believe that they are worth that. Or a lot of people have been brainwashed into thinking that it is noble to sacrifice yourself and be some type of martyr or sacrificial lamb for other people, whether they appreciate you or not. And I used to be one of those people. And obviously I'm not anymore because it's just not feasible. Like that's, that does absolutely nothing for you. It does absolutely nothing for you to constantly overextend yourself, whether people, whether people appreciate it or not. And then when you look at what you have going on in your own life, you, you realize you're not taking care of that. Nobody's tending to your business. Nobody's making sure that what you need to get done gets done because you are too busy overextending yourself. Now, yes, you can ask for help in this area and it could be a nice, you know, reciprocal relationship, but that's not always how things turn out, right? There are some things that you are solely responsible for that, yes, you can get help for in terms of the execution, but there are some parts of that thing you may be solely responsible for and it's up to you to execute on that, but you're too busy overextending yourself for everybody else let me give you an example so this makes sense right let's say you are working on I don't know building up an emergency savings fund or something or you saving for a short-term goal that you have whatever the goal is it doesn't matter I just want to say that it is 100% valid to you regardless of how other people may see it. And you'll see why I say that in a second. But let's say you are focusing on this short-term goal that you have. You want to have an emergency savings or you're saving for some type of short-term goal or expense. 
If people need money from you, but you know you don't have money saved in case you need it, why are you constantly giving your money away? What if something happens to you? Yes, other people can help you, but why would you put yourself in a position where you are not able to help yourself because you are putting other people before yourself? That makes absolutely no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. People would like you to believe that is noble for you to just be, you know, that dependable and reliable. But what about yourself? You are not dependable or reliable to your own self because God forbid something happens to you. You can't even come to your own rescue because you're too busy rescuing everybody else. That is not feasible and that is not noble. It is just unwise. Maybe some people have different opinions, but my opinion is that it's just it's not a good move to make sure that everybody else is good before you are good. Because let me ask you a question. If you are in a position where you have so many people or people depending on you, right, financially, and you have nobody to depend on financially, what if something happens to you? Miss Sacrificial Lamb, what if something happens to you? What happens when you need money? You think that people who need money from you are going to be able to lend you money? No, because they need money from you. Where are they going to get it to give to you? You have to be smart. If you are the only person you can depend on, you cannot be giving away the things you need to other people without making sure that you are good first. You need to be smart, okay? That is not a very wise thing to do. It doesn't matter what you are saving for. It doesn't matter if you're saving for, I don't know, a luxury purse or something. If that is important to you, that is valid. That is your money. That is your life. It is not for anybody else to decide if their needs are more important than yours. Did they work for your money? Did they, make them, did they make your money for you? No. So they are not entitled to tell you what you can do with it. If you traded your time for your money or your skills, your resources for your money, you are the only person who gets to dictate what happens with that money, okay? Not the people who need your money from you. That makes no sense. Think of it rationally. You have to put yourself first in that situation because you have to make sure you are good because the strong person, the foundation, the rock for everybody needs to make sure that they can be a rock for themselves because if you are that strong friend, if you are that dependable, that reliable person in your friend group, in your relationships, you know what it's like when you feel like you need people but you don't really have a you for you. I'm telling you, you need to be the you for you before anybody else, okay? You need to be that person for yourself. You cannot overextend yourself to other people and then when it's time to pour into yourself, you have nothing. You need to make sure you are always pouring from a full cup, okay? Do not empty your cup and then think it's noble, to, even, to, to, to find something, to find water to give to other people. What about your cup? What about your life? You, had, you are dehydrated and you're worried about the next person. What about yourself? That is why I'm making this episode. That is the point of this episode. I'm not saying don't help. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm just saying consider your needs before you worry about fulfilling the needs of others. Because in some situations, it is working against you. Okay? And the people who often try to guilt trip you into doing for them when they need it are usually the people that if you really had to stop and think, you can't name too many things that they have done for you. These are the people who benefit off of how generous you are. They benefit off of how giving you are. They benefit off of how naive you are. 
And with that in mind, do you really think it's worth it to continue sacrificing your peace, sacrificing yourself, finding water to pour into them because your cup is so empty? Do you really think it is wise to continue putting these people before yourself when the benefit of your relationship with them is the fact that you don't know your worth, is the fact that you lack boundaries. Like, be so for real. I had to realize that because it's just not worth it. And, 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 and let, me, let me give you another example. We talked about with money. Let's talk about with time and your time commitments, agreeing to do things and help people, right? If you have, I don't know, a goal that you are working towards or something you really need to put your time towards and your attention and your focus on something that maybe, I don't know, you've been procrastinating mm -hmm, for whatever reason. If you have something that you know you need to get done and let's say you have allocated your Saturday morning to do this thing, right? And then somebody tells you, oh, they have this situation where they need you to come and physically help them with something. I don't know, maybe to set up an event or to help them move or to help them do something that they need. They need your time, right? Miss Girl, did you not say that you were going to use your Saturday to work on your goals, to work on that thing that you have been procrastinating on. Why are you at this person's home helping them with something? Sure, it's great to help them. I'm not saying don't help them, but I'm saying you dedicated Saturday to do that. And where are you on Saturday? Not where you need to be. You see what I'm saying? Like, you could have offered on another day. Like, that's the thing. There are compromises. There are workarounds, right? It's not always a full no if you really want to help people. I'm just saying you have to make sure that you do what you need to do for yourself first, especially if it's important to you, right? And it is important to you. Whatever you want, whatever you're working towards, whatever goals you have, short-term, long-term, it is important. It is valid to you. Just because somebody might need something from you, that seems more serious than what you need your time and resources for, that doesn't mean what you need your time and resources for is not valid or it's not important, okay? It's not about comparing necessarily all the time, right? Like if it's not a life or death situation, if it's just a matter of convenience or helping with something minor, like for the other person, you don't have to compare what you wanted to do or what you needed your time for or your resources for to what that other person might need you for. What you want your thing for is valid. If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth. But I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com slash journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba -ba. There are ways to compromise 
that will benefit both of you and it won't necessarily make you end up with the shorter end of the stick. Like like in that example, you could say like, okay, Saturday is for me. I have to do this. Can Sunday work instead? Or can during the week after work, work instead? Because you need your time and your attention on Saturday for something that is important to you. You see what I'm saying? It's not always a no. You can make healthy compromises that will allow you to pour into your cup and also help others. But what I'm saying is a lot of people, myself included at one point in time, not anymore, thank you, Jesus. A lot of people think that it's either black or white. When people need something from you, it's either you have to help and you have to help in the way that they want you to on their time. Or you won't be able to help and then you feel like a bad person. You feel guilty or whatever. No. If you want to help, if it is your desire to help people, to help that person, you can do that within your means. But the only way to know whether or not something is within your means or not is to first check in with yourself. Is to first consider what you have going on before you start offering to help people. Before you start offering to commit, to commit to things, commit your time and your energy and your resources to different things for other people, you need to check in with yourself first. You need to take a step back every time somebody needs something from you and consider whether or not you are able to do it first and foremost or consider if, if, if you even want to do it secondly, right? Or this is not necessarily in a particular order, but you need to consider whether you even want to do it, right? For many reasons, because some people have people in their life that don't need to be there. So I don't even know why. Anyway, you need to consider whether or not you want to do it. Then whether or not it's feasible for you based on your circumstances and what you have going on and what you might need your time, effort, attention and resources for. And then if it's something where you genuinely want to help that person, you need to think of a healthy compromise if the initial offer doesn't work for you. Do it, on, do it at a time that works for both of you, right? Don't overextend yourself if you know you have a lot of things going on at one point and you're trying to fit that into it, right? You don't need to fit it into it. Choose a time frame where it's less busy for you, right? But it would also work for the other person come up with a healthy compromise so that you are not the sacrificial lamb in every situation where people need you if somebody needs you to help them move but you can't do it this weekend for whatever reason propose next weekend propose next week or propose some propose an alternative like maybe i can't help you actually move all of your stuff but if you order a big piece of furniture and you need me to help you move it, I'm happy to come and spend a few hours to help you do that so you can go at your home and do whatever you need to do afterwards, right? You can still help in some ways, but unfortunately, and I've been there, but a lot of us feel like we have to go above and beyond to help people and to accept that initial offer, whatever it was, which will lead to you overextending yourself because you have been disappointed in your life so much. You have been disappointed and let down so many times. There have been so many situations in your life where you needed help and people did not come through for you. People did not, you did not have reliable people around you. You did not feel like you could trust anybody and you felt alone. You felt like you were doing everything by yourself. And so now when people ask you for help, you don't want people to feel as hopeless and helpless as you did having to do everything for yourself. So you start overextending yourself and overcommitting, but that's not your responsibility. That is not your responsibility. That was my reason, right? I have had many situations in my life where I felt like if I didn't do it, it just wouldn't be done. Like I didn't feel like I could rely on people a lot. 
I felt like I had to do a lot for myself and I had to figure things out on my own. So I would overextend myself because I didn't want people to feel how I felt about other people. I didn't want people to look at me like I was unreliable and unhelpful the same way I looked at other people. I did not want to invoke that feeling of helplessness in other people by not coming through for them when they needed me because I know what that felt like. But even with that, I realized I still had to set boundaries and I still had to put myself first and I couldn't be overextending myself as a way to repair a wound that was inflicting other types of pain and other wounds in me as a result of that lack of boundaries that I was having. I was doing too much. I was overextending myself too much. And the thing is, if you feel that way, you can still help people. You can still pour into others. You can still, you know, be that helpful person. You can still be there for people, but you can't do it in a way that sacrifices your peace and your well-being and your goals, right? You have to show up for other people in a way that is also healthy for you. You cannot keep overextending yourself. You cannot keep giving when you know you should be putting those resources towards other things. You can't, you can't make it your responsibility to make sure people don't feel helpless when... Like, like that's, that's not your job. That's not, I have to realize that's, that's not my job. And I can show up for people in a way that doesn't, you know, hurt me. That doesn't spread me too thin. That's what it came down to. And that's what I'm trying to make you realize. It's not black or white. It's not yes or no. Sometimes it's yes or no in terms of whether you can help people or not with whatever they have going on. Right? For whatever reason. But it doesn't always have to be yes or no. You can establish healthy compromises. Right? That align with healthy boundaries that is not going to overextend yourself. You can propose different times for things. You can propose different ways of helping people if you can't help them in the way that they need you to, right? So maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody, I don't know, lost their job or something and instead of giving them money, when you know you need your money for your business, for whatever you have going on, right? Instead of giving them money, you can dedicate time to help them find a job, right? You can put in a referral for them at your job. You can come up with some type of exchange maybe where they can do things that you need and you can pay them for it, right? So you actually exchange in your, your resources for a need that you need to be filled. So it's mutually beneficial, right? It depends on the situation. Use your discernment. But it's not always black or white. If somebody proposes an ask that is too big for you at the time, you don't have to say no and feel bad and be like, oh my God, am I letting them down, blah, blah, blah. And you also don't have to say yes and overextend yourself because of the fear of letting them down. You can propose something that will work for both of you, right? I just want you to keep yourself in mind. Somebody has to keep you in mind because when people ask for things, they are keeping themselves in mind. They understand that they need something and they want to see who can help them, right? That's not selfish, but it is self-serving. Not in a bad way, it's, it's more so in terms of I need help. Let me see who I can leverage to get this done instead of tiring myself or overextending myself as an individual. Let me see if this person can help me, right? That's healthy. You're accepting help. But you now also need to apply that same self-serving behavior in a positive way to yourself and say, well, I'm unable to commit to this many hours or I can't make this financial commitment right now or I have something 
that, that I'm working on something really big and I'm not able to help at all this weekend or in this proposed time frame. But I can do the week before. I can do the day before. I can do the week after. I can do next month. I can help you with something else at a different time frame. Consider your circumstances before you start giving to other people, okay? It is not noble for you to be some sacrificial lamb walking around tired and overextended because you don't want people to feel as hopeless as you did. That's not your job in other people's life, okay? That is not your job. There is a way to show up for people that doesn't deplete you. That is what I am encouraging you to do. That is what I've been doing and I feel amazing. I feel so amazing ever since I've been doing that because I'm telling you for the majority of my life, I have been that person who has overextended myself and it's very ghetto. I would not recommend it. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. But like I was telling you, like I am at a point in my life right now where you cannot manipulate, because some people will try to manipulate you, Okay. I was talking about the healthy way of looking at this, but sometimes some people, excuse me, will try to manipulate you. Some people will try to guilt trip you into doing things, right? Some people will try to make you feel like the worst person in the world if you don't help them. Me personally, you think I care? I do not. I do not. And that type of quote-unquote nonchalance only comes from the experience of knowing what it's like to be on the other side of that and give in to the guilt and give in to the pressure and see how much it does not serve me and see how depleted it makes me. So that's why I'm like, I will propose a healthy compromise. And if you genuinely just need the help and everything is pure, then that would be fine. But if you sass me or something because I cannot give you what you need at that point in time, you think I care? Do you think I care? Like, be so for real. You can argue with yourself in the mirror. I do not care. And I'm telling you, it's not because I'm a mean or bad person. It's because I just understand things now. Haven't been on the other side, I understand things now. And I also understand, because I've been there, I also understand what it's like to deal with people who prefer to manipulate you and who prefer to guilt trip you when they need things versus people who just genuinely need help and they're asking for your help, right? The, the difference is the people who guilt trip you and manipulate you, these people feel like you owe them something for whatever reason. They feel like you owe them something and... In my opinion, whatever they think you owe them or the reason they think you owe them, in my opinion, is usually not valid because if you have to take that stance, it's because you know that I generally probably don't need to feel obligated to help you, if that makes sense. Because if you were the type of person, if somebody was the type of person who genuinely loved you and helped you and poured into you and showed up for you, when it was time for you to return the favor, it would almost be automatic, right? When people are genuine and pure in that way, it's like they don't even usually have to ask when they need help. It's like you pour into me so much, I will do anything I can to help you again. Remember your boundaries and remember to consider your circumstances, right? But when people are just pure-hearted and genuine people and they constantly help everybody, not necessarily in a sacrificial way, just in a I would love to show up for my friend type of way or whoever, you can usually feel when it's pure, because also when people show up and they overextend themselves, you can also feel it because those people tend to complain. They tend to have a problem. Their energy is not there. You can feel that they don't want to be there, right? But they did not have the boundaries to say no 
So they showed up anyway at their expense and now it's at your expense because even though you're getting the help, they, uh, they have a bad attitude that comes with it. So it's not pleasant for anybody, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who genuinely love to help and they show up with a positive attitude because that's where they want to be. They consider the circumstances and it like it suits them. It's feasible for them to show up in this way. So they are there. They're helping you. They have a great attitude. They are very reliable, very good, very good, very genuine, very pure-hearted people, right? When you meet people like that, it's almost automatic when they need something. You might even anticipate what they need because of how much they show up for you, right? But the people who don't do a damn thing for you, the people who are selfish, right, in a, in a, in a toxic way, at your expense intentionally because they don't care about anybody but themselves, right? Or the people who have not really poured into you, the people who have hurt you, okay? And the list goes on. Those type of people, these are the people who usually feel like manipulation and guilt tripping is the best way to get you to do something, and my thing is, with that being said, do you really think it will put a dent in my day if I say no to you, considering what you haven't done for me? Do you really think I will feel bad because I said no to you when your way of asking me to help you in some way, shape, or form is by trying to manipulate me? By trying to make me feel like a bad person if I don't? Who do you think you're talking to? Honestly, in my mind, if that ever happens, when that has happened to me, in my mind, I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? I know I'm calm. I know, I know I'm shy. I know I'm reserved. But one thing about me, I can be cold too. Like, don't get it twisted. I can be cold. There are some people I would do anything for. And there are some people whose existence I will not acknowledge, right? I don't necessarily have people like that in my life right now. But when I say I would not acknowledge it, I just mean like I have washed my hands with you, so to speak, right? There's no bad blood or anything, but like if I, if you were on fire, I would probably... No, I, I, I want to say that. <laughs> I was going to say if you were on fire, I would probably pull out some marshmallows, but that's not, that's not how I feel. That's not necessarily what I mean. What I would do is, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't, like, would that affect me? I don't know. If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is, why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth. But I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing, and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. For those of you who care, I'm a Pisces. So if you know, you know, it's like, when we love you, when we care about you, it's like all the way, right? But then when we don't, it's like, do you even exist? Like there's no bad blood or anything. I have just seen what I needed to see and I have placed you where I needed to place you. And that's in the zone of indifference. Like I don't, I don't care about your existence anymore. I don't hate you. I just have as much regard and respect for you as the person who was behind me on the line at Publix yesterday. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't know that person. I don't care about that person. I, I barely observe them. That's, that, that's how I feel, right? 
So for the people who choose to manipulate me or try to manipulate me, generally speaking, because that doesn't really happen much in my life, not anymore, because I don't really tolerate it. Because I don't know, like, I'm telling you one thing about me. I will not respond to you. Like, I will not respond. I don't respond to things I don't feel like engaging with. I just don't. And it's not necessarily in the toxic, unhealthy, ghosting way that I used to. But now it's more so like, I will say my piece and I will make it known that maybe this is a boundary for me. And, or this is a line I will not cross. And you can bring it up again, but I will not respond because I said what I needed to say. If you are hard of hearing, that is a personal problem. That's not my business. I said what I needed to say. So you can try to guilt trip me and be like, oh, well, I guess, I guess so. I guess so. Because I said what I needed to say. I have nothing else to say to you. Like, do not try to pull that nonsense with me. You can't guilt trip me into doing anything. If I want to do something, I will. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. And that's the end of story. I don't care how you feel. You need to really consider the role people play in your life. And not necessarily their title. Because some people have friends. And when you think of a friend, a true friend, there's a lot of reciprocity that should be happening in that friendship right it should be genuine it should be all of the all of the above that's healthy but some of you have friends that should not be your friends some of you have friends I don't know why you still use the word friend to describe them because that has not been a mutually beneficial relationship for years or for months that person constantly takes from you they're in secret competition with you they don't really like you they switch up around other people. You don't know if you can trust them in your absence, but I, I don't know why they're still in your life, right? So if you have people like that, if you have quote-unquote friends, frenemies like that, and they try to guilt trip you into doing something, it's like, why do you even care? You don't even trust this person. So why overextend yourself? Sometimes it's not just considering your circumstances and whether or not you're able to help. Sometimes you need to consider the nature of the relationship you have with that person. Does this person pour into you? No. So why do you feel a sense of obligation to pour into them? Especially when your cup is running low. You have almost nothing left in you and you are considering giving it to somebody who would gladly take and leave you and not try to refill it at any point in time or they never try to refill it at any point in time you feel a sense of obligation to that person you see why you need to work on yourself you see why self-love is important you see why self-awareness is important because when you sweep that under the rug you end up in situations like that that's what I'm trying to say and that's why I talk a lot about personal development in my own, you know, spicy way on this podcast and accountability because with the accountability piece, it might be tempting for you to say, oh, yeah, they're just a bad person. Yeah, they always try to manipulate me. They always try to guilt trip me. They don't do anything for me. Yeah, I don't really trust this person. Yeah, da, da, da. My question to you is why are you keeping space for that person in your life? Why do they still have a seat at the table in your life? Why are you, st why are you even going to people you have genuine relationships with to continue discussing somebody who does not care about you? That's where the accountability piece comes in. Because, yeah, they've done you wrong and they're this and that. My question to you is why are you still making room for them in your life? Why are they still so important that they are a topic of conversation in your life? That is where accountability comes in. Because when I pose that question to you, now you really have to take a step back and consider why. And it's always a self-esteem issue. It's always a self-awareness issue or lack thereof. 
it's always a self-love issue or lack thereof, right? It always comes down to one of these things and that's why you have these situations in your life. And that's why almost every episode I make will always be in your business the way I am because it always comes down to you. It always comes down to how you see yourself and how you feel of, feel about yourself. I have a few guys who listen to the podcast. I appreciate y'all, but my audience is primarily women and I'm also one. So I tend to speak from this point of view often. But when it comes down to us as women, everything we do is based on our self-esteem. And you know what? I will, talk, I will talk about that next week. I'll make a whole new episode about it. But everything we do is based on our self-esteem. We date from our self-esteem. We, we, we treat ourselves. We, have, we accept things based on where our self-esteem is at. If you don't think very highly of yourself, you will accept below the bare minimum. You will accept trash because you think that is all you are worth. That's why you have these trash people in your life. That's why you hold space for people who guilt trip and manipulate you. That's why they feel like they can manipulate you. They can tell you don't care about yourself that much. They can tell you lack boundaries. They benefit from the relationship with you because you lack boundaries. They see that they can take advantage of you because you will let them. That is why I'm always in y'all's business. It's not enough. It, it's good to point out and acknowledge these toxic relationships in your life. But you have to take it a step further and look at it from an accountability perspective and ask yourself, why do these people feel like I'm the one they can play with? Why do these people feel like I'm the one they can go to as a first resort for every minor inconvenience in their life? Why do people feel like they can play with you? Why do people feel like they can disrespect you and do all of these things to you? It's because they know you will let them. Let me tell you something. People consider, more, like, more often than not, people consider the consequences of their decisions before they do it. They just knew that you would not do anything about it. So you sit in here um, wondering whether or not you should keep this person in your life. You sit in there wondering whether or not I should forgive them and, and, and give them another chance. They knew a lot of times they knew that you were exactly the person that they could play with because they knew they would get away with it. Because your self-esteem, your self-concept, you don't think highly enough of yourself for people to know that you are not the one to play with. Now, let me just clarify that there are some people who are who they are and they'll do what they will do regardless, right? But when you check them, that's when they know, okay, she's not the one to play with. He's not the one to play with, right? That's when they realize you have boundaries when you communicate it and you enforce it. Above all else, enforce it. Because some of us have gotten to the point where we can communicate. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. I will not accept this. But when it's time to enforce it, you're still nagging and complaining, right? So that's an area you still need to work on. But I'm telling you, some people will do what they do regardless. But how you respond to it will let them know whether or not they can keep doing it. And some people can already tell based on how much you overextend yourself, based on the fact that you don't consider what you have going on, they already know that you are a first resort for every minor inconvenience or every time they want to play games, but they want somebody to accept their nonsense and they want somebody to always run back to. They know that person is you because you let them. That is why... I talk about accountability. You cannot just focus on what other people do. The reason why people come to you every time they have a minor inconvenience is because you never consider your circumstances and your life. You never consider what you have going on 
and you act like if people need you, you'll just drop everything you have going on and run to them. Like nothing, like nothing you are doing matters. Like nothing in your life matters. Like your goals don't matter. Like your peace doesn't matter. Like your time is just on sale, heavily discounted. You need some time? Oh, I, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. Never consider what you, you, you have going on. You need to start declining invitations. You need to start saying, no, I cannot do this because I have this going on. Or you don't even always have to explain why you cannot do something. You don't, don't necessarily have to give people the details of where you will be and what you'll be doing, blah, blah, blah. Just say I'm unavailable at this, at this point in time. If you're the type of person who is always available, you, like you always, 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 always there, exactly how people need you to be, that is not necessarily a good thing. And again, I'm not saying, I'm saying that this is not black and white. You can make healthy compromises, but if you're the type of person to just 100% drop whatever you have going on and cater to people, you will be their first resort for foolery. You will be their first resort for games. You will be their first resort to guilt trip and manipulate when they need something. Start putting yourself first. Start making sure your cup is filled before you start helping people. Consider your circumstances before you start giving your time, effort, attention, and resources to other people. Show up as somebody who cares about what they have going on in their life. When you start doing that, you will notice that if you have the problem of people manipulating you, you will notice that it will start to fade away. It will happen less and less because people will see now that, okay, no, she has stuff going on and she takes it very seriously and she's busy and so I have to work around her schedule if I want such and such from her, right? It will naturally start fading away because that's what happened with me. It will naturally start fading away. People approach me differently. People approach me differently because they can tell. They can either tell or they know from experience that if I'm not able to do something, I'm not going to do it. And I'm also not going to jump in and volunteer my time or my attention, my resources for anything that you need help with until I first consider what I have going on. There are times when I know I am free and available and able to help in whatever capacity and I'm like, no problem, right? Because I'm aware of what's going on in my life. I'm aware of what in my life needs my attention. I am aware of it at all times. So some decisions I'm able to make on the spot. Others I have to have that executive meeting. But because I show up that way, people approach me differently, right? They don't expect me to jump in when they need something because I never do that. If I'm able to, and I know I'm free and I'm available, I will offer right there. Like, if you need help, you know, let me know. But it's not no, it's not necessarily a let me know. It's like, no, I'm free from this time to this time. Let me know what you need help with, and I will show up here. I don't even fully commit like whole days, if I'm being honest. Like, if somebody needs me to do something that would take like a whole day, I might be free the whole day, but I'm not mentally free the whole day, okay? The introverts understand. I do not necessarily want to be with people every second of every day, okay? I need time away from you. I need to recharge. I don't care who it is. My social battery will run out, okay? And when it runs out, it's like I need to go. I need to go. So for me personally, even when I'm free and available, I still don't make myself that much available because I know mentally I'm not that much available, okay? I might have a few hours for you, but my friends know that I can be in places with them or around them 
And in the beginning, because I mentally prepared myself to socialize or whatever, I'll be 100% present and I'll be there. Cool. Right? But then after a while, like I have, I have a group of three friends, it's three of us, and they were my former roommate. They know themselves. They were like my former roommates and stuff, so they know me very well. So and and we're all similar in that regard, but I'm I'm definitely the most introverted. And they there have been points in times where we have been with each other wherever and it will be all three of us talking and engaging and after a while I'll slowly start to fizzle out and I might just sit there in my head not really on my phone I might just sit there in my head or I'll start talking less and they will literally just ignore me and continue talking to each other because they know they understand how my social battery works they have lived with me in college they understand like literally one time they were over at my apartment for new year's a few years ago we were up talking and stuff early in the morning i literally fell asleep i took a nap with them in my apartment and they entertained themselves and then i woke up and they were still talking and then we just resumed and went back to bed because they understand that about me because Again, I am not going to overextend myself. I know my limits. I communicate my limits. And I have people around me who understand my limits. And they respect my boundaries. So they are not going to get mad at me for zoning out or even falling asleep after a few hours, right? They know that that's how I am. And I maintain that. I don't change around people. So they will just casually you know, like cancel me from the conversation, pretend I am not there and entertain each other. And then after I recharge, I can join the social group and it's like nothing, you know, like welcome back. That's what I'm saying. I am like that in like all areas of my life. I don't overextend myself anymore. I don't try to show up when I'm depleted. I will communicate it and I will maintain it. I will maintain who I am, right? If I cannot show up for you in this way, I'm not going to force myself to. If it's not a life or death situation, if it's not that serious, because again, use your discretion, right? There are some situations, if it's like life or death, I'm not saying, use your discretion, okay? Use your discretion. But for me, for me personally, if I, if I'm not up to it, then I'm not up to it. And that's the end of that. That's the end of that. And if I'm up to it, I'm up to it between these few hours. If the social battery is out, it's out. I have nothing left to give. I'm gone. I don't, ex I don't overextend myself. If I don't have the time to come and help you with something because I'm mentally drained for whatever, then let's do a different day. I can show up tomorrow or the day before or the following week. Or I can't help you with this right now, but I, I will be able to in a few weeks. So I will do it in a few weeks, you know? Check your circumstances before you commit to other people in any way. Understand yourself. Love yourself. Become aware of the areas in your life where you need to set and enforce boundaries so people stop playing with you, so people stop making you their go-to for all of their inconveniences and, and, and you, you keep allowing yourself to be depleted and used and abused. you you just a sacrificial lamb for people. Consider your circumstances before you give yourself to other people. That's all I'm saying, okay? Not saying don't help. I'm just saying consider whether or not you are able to help and how you are able to help. Make it mutually beneficial. It is not noble to be a sacrificial lamb. Society will tell you, 
Oh yeah, like society society will reward you for putting yourself last and helping other people, but what does that gain? What does that what does that do for you? What do you gain from that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Like I'll wait. I'll wait if you have a different experience. DM me on Instagram. I'll wait. But you gain nothing from that. It is not noble to put all of your needs last and constantly give to others. Okay? I know you don't want people to feel like you are not reliable. You may not want people to feel as helpless as you did when you had to do everything for yourself. But you still need to take care of yourself. You still need to check your circumstances. Show up for people in a way that is also healthy for you. That is all I have to say this week. And I will talk to you next Sunday. If you like this episode, share it on your Instagram story and tag me. Rate the podcast five stars and leave a written review. Helps the show a lot, I think. I think it helps more people find it. Because, you know, some people, we all need to get our lives together, okay? So I would really appreciate that. If you like it, leave a written review and five stars on Apple Podcasts. And next week, like I said, I think I will... What what did I say I would talk about? Yeah, the self-esteem thing. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, next week will be a very real episode. Either next week or the week after. But I will definitely talk about how we tend to either play ourselves or advance ourselves based on our self-esteem as women. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I, ha- I have a lot to say about that, but... Make sure you're subscribed so you get notified if you're not already. And I will talk to you next Sunday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.